listening to the Fun with Horror podcast with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. Oh my gosh. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Scotty. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> How are you this week? I'm good, man. I'm having a good week. How about you? How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm having a really good week. Good. It's a good week. Um, I, I received something in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah? What did you receive? <laughs> I received a present from you. Oh. Well, it, it, yeah, so uh, for everybody out there, Andrew, as a little uh, late birthday gift, he got me a little action figure, and it's Mr. Slauson from Tourist <laughs> Trap from our very first episode so long ago. Feels like forever. And I love it. It's sitting. <laughs> it was forever. No, it's not. No. Oh. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pinned to my wall. And I love it. It's keeping me company. I love it. I love so. Thanks, man. Thank you. Well, honestly, this was no, like. What are you thanking me for? You bought it for me. Well, I know, but it's for everything. <laughs> this is like this is so much fun. We had to, you know, commemorate it or have something. I feel like. Yeah. You know. I love it. He's thanks, just looking man. at me, and he's got his. It's like he's got his little rifle. And he's little. He's like a little Mr. Slauson, and he's got like the little mask at his feet, which made me love it even more when I realized that the mask was there. I was like, "Aw, it's a pretty." I, and it's I like he's seen... not even saying. You haven't seen what? No, I haven't seen it in person. I just I got it online, but I I'll... oh, I'll have to like look at. Yes, it. Yes, but I've sent you many pictures. Yes, so you yes, have an idea. Yes. So... Um, so Andrew's story time. Yeah, man. For story time, this is interesting. I'd like to I'd like to do a callback to last week. <gasps> okay. Um because believe it or not, people listen to this podcast and nice. um we got I got some suggestions. Ooh. Uh so just to just to recap, mm-hmm. last week Andrew asked me about getting his young 11-year-old daughter into horror movies because she's interested. And we talked about that for a bit. And I got a few good suggestions for your daughter. I'm I'm excited. Um, I want to (laughs) hear. Two of them came today. And they are really good ones. Has she seen The Monster Squad? No. And okay, yeah, no, it's a gateway. Okay, it's it's very it's very easy. It's for it's. I mean, it's made for I. It's made for young people. Okay. Um. What about Tremors? Oh, good one. No, she has not seen that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, another oh. good gateway. Totally, I remember watching that as a kid. Oh, that's awesome. Good yeah. One. Uh, and it's not exactly horror, but you know it's monsters, and right. it opens the door. Oh, um, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but this is a little bit more scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sixth Sense was suggested. That's a great movie. Oh man, 
I actually. Yeah, I but what do you think? That one, that one might scare. I actually saw that one when I was probably, I was probably her age. However, hmm. as you know, I was, as I've mentioned, I was a scaredy cat. Um, and that movie, we saw it in the theaters. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but it, it, it really scared me. Um, I'd have to think about that one because it, it's such a that is one of my favorite movies. It is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great and I movie. think when I think about it, and I think about her watching it, mm-hmm. I think like I think about how scary the the first half of the movie especially would be. Right. Yeah. Because some of those dead people are pretty pretty frightening. Right. Yeah. But but then the second half of the movie, I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as we don't we don't spoil movies except for movie of the week, right? I think the second half of the movie might might kind of lift up a little bit and make it not as scary. I would agree with that. Um, sure. Yeah, I think I think it'd be one for you to watch with the wife and decide together. I agree. That one might, man. I mean, again, obviously, it didn't, you know traumatize me since I watched about that age and it is one of my favorite movies. Hmm. That's a good one. That is a good, that is a good one. And I'll be honest, man. Like I think back to when I was her age, Mm -hmm. that, that was the age that I watched nightmare on Elm street. Oh, right on. Okay. So who knows, man, nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. It scared the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. When I saw nightmare on Elm street, I will say, I, I mean, I was 11 years old. It was late at night, and I was so scared that I put on Dumbo afterwards. <laughs> I, put, awesome. I fell asleep to Dumbo because I I watched it in my living room, my den, whatever, mm-hmm. and I tried to go to sleep, and I was scared to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was 11. The movie freaked me out, so I went back out to the den, put on, laid on the couch, and put in Dumbo to get my mind off of Freddy. I love that. And that was, I'll never forget that night. (laughs) And speaking of things I'll never forget, Andrew. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. One thing I wanted to, we've we've touched on this, but I would just like to reminisce with you. Ooh, okay. To a day before you moved, uh, a day before you moved away, Uh uh, we had a double feature. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) A very uplifting. Oh, Double feature. It was so dark. And <laughs> we watched. Well, why don't you say what we watched? Okay. Well, we. I can't remember which. I think we started with. Because they both were amazing. But I think we started with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Did we start with that yeah, one? Yeah, we, we started. We started with the happier one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I had never seen. And it was fantastic. Um. Oh God! Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then, yeah, <laughs> right after we watched, oh God, we watched Martyrs, which we won't spoil. But boy, that's a dark no. movie. Oh, <laughs> Mama! <laughs> that is a very hard movie to watch. Yes, but there are in the world of shocking, hard to watch movies. There mm-hmm. are movies that. At least in in my view, yeah. there are movies that are hard to watch, but at the end, 
they're just shocking for for shock value alone. No, right. you know, for me, no redeemable qualities. Right. And then there's movies like Martyrs, and we're talking the original French film, the yes. the American remake. I absolutely did not like. Um, but the original French movie, I watched that the first time I watched that was I went in blind. I didn't know anything about it. And I, yeah, it was so hard to watch, but after it was over, I was sitting there in shock, uh, traumatized, but also thinking, holy crap, that was, that was an amazing movie. Mm -hmm. Like it was brilliant. Oh, for sure. And I never... I never thought I'd want to watch it again until all of a sudden you and I <laughs> sat down to watch a beautiful double feature. And that was the second movie we watched. So <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre followed by Martyrs. And man, I don't know if it was a cloudy day, but all I, rem I remember the day being cloudy. Oh, just maybe because of the movies we watched. Well, not only that, and I think I've told you this, but like we watched that later on and it was night and i left your place and i got in my car and it was it was really dark out um i got yeah. in my car and some guy came and knocked on my window asking for change and i didn't see him so i about i honestly about peed my pants that night after those two movies having that i zoomed home as fast as i could just laid there. Oh man. It was, it was I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. It's one it's a night i will never forget. Ever, ever. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. What a what a double feature. And I'm so glad that that guy that I hired to knock on your window <laughs> came through. <laughs> One of our actor friends. <laughs> it's like, Pete, do it now. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Just kidding. I did not hire a, a guy to knock on your window and ask for change. But that's amazing. That would actually, I wouldn't even be mad at that. I'd be impressed. <laughs> I'd be really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Will you ever watch Martyrs again? Oh, man. In the right setting, yes. But it's not something I'm like, I'm like really searching out to do anytime soon. Um, if you, if, <laughs> if, if we ever, if I visit you, visited you again and you, you brought it up, I'd totally sit down and watch it with you again, though. I would. Yeah. I I don't know if I would. I mean honestly, if you if you if you came to visit again, uh, -huh. uh I I don't think I would watch a movie that we'd already both seen. Fair enough, yeah. But Right. Oof. But man, if there was a matinee, like a Sunday morning matinee of Martyrs, let's go to church and then go see Martyrs. <laughs> let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> Dude, I'm up for it. <laughs> Time and place. We're doing it. <laughs> now, we're about to start talking about The Empty Man. And, Andrew, mm -hmm. uh, more than any other episode, I just, I definitely want to remind people, as mm -hmm. I will every week. Yes. We are going to talk about this movie. We are probably going to spoil this movie. For sure, Yes. If you have not seen The Empty Man, this is your last warning. We're about to talk about it in detail. Please go watch it if you haven't seen it, unless you don't care about spoilers. Yep. Thank you. Hey, wait. We gotta try it. Try what? Calling The Empty Man. 
Where's the empty man? If you're on a bridge and you find a bottle, you blow into it and you think about the empty man. Oh, come on, Mandy, how old are you? Tell the rest. On the first night, you hear him. And on the second night, you see him. And on the third night? Well, on the third night, he finds you. So, Andrew. Yes, sir. What movie did we watch this week? We watched a gem from 2020 called <laughs> The Empty Man. <laughs> okay, yes, but what I really want to know is what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right, sir. I'm actually, I've got notes on this one, but I am, I know neither of us, neither of us have seen it. You picked it. I want to hear your thoughts because this is a movie... That needs discussion. A okay. Lot of it. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, right. So, I you know on the contrary, I took very few notes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know what to write. <laughs> um. So, the empty man. The, the thing I will talk about first mm-hmm. is how this movie was released and how it came out. Yes. Because the empty man was a 20th Century Fox movie. Mm-hmm. It was the directorial debut of David Pryor, who okay. I'm going to right now just say did an amazing job. Yes. Holy crap. Uh, it was his directorial debut, but then Disney bought 20th Century Fox, and as we know, there were some movies that were in limbo that Disney just – Decided to release later. Underwater was one of those movies. Oh. And this was another one. And it it barely – it just came out in theaters last October while everybody was in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, I remember it hitting digital because I buy most of my movies on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the poster and it was intriguing. It's just – black with these white letters that say the empty man and this white line that just extends down. I thought the movie was about cocaine. <laughs> um, I, you know, I wasn't really that interested in it. And then suddenly I started hearing more about it from Chris Stuckman, who I've mentioned before is mm-hmm. my favorite YouTube movie reviewer. Me too. Yeah. And he, he really has been talking up this movie and, saying that people need to watch it and nobody's watching it. It's got a low score on Rotten Tomatoes because again, very few people have seen it. Um, and so that was, I guess, I guess that was the mindset I went into watching this movie, not knowing anything about it. I, if I watched a trailer, I don't remember it at all. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I did watch a trailer at some point but as of as of last night when i watched the movie i didn't remember the trailer at all i knew nothing of what it was about all i know is that it stars james badge dale mm-hmm. and marin ireland and some other people and then i sat down to watch it and what a movie <laughs> yeah um I'm so excited to hear your thoughts, man. I really am. So first of all, on one hand, I loved it. 
Mm-hmm. I loved the movie. The beginning got me so freaking excited. Yes. Because this movie has a 23-minute intro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like 20, 22, 23 minutes long before the title of the movie even appears. And it's this beautiful, long intro of these kids in uh, Bhutan. Mm-hmm. And when they, the one guy falls down in the cave, and when his friend rappels down and to check out, make sure everything's okay, see if his buddy's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. When you see that skeleton, there's this Lovecraft type otherworldly skeleton oh, yeah. with its fingers intertwined, and the guy's just sitting there staring at it. I was. I was in, man. Yeah. I I was full into this movie. But then we jump into present day. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I can't remember exactly what year the intro takes place, but it's like 2003 or something like that. Something, or yeah. 1995, I believe. Yeah. Yep. It was 90s. You're right. Yep. Um, and then we jump into the future. And then it becomes... This movie that is intriguing, but I started to get worried mm-hmm. because then they present the whole idea of um, this is how we call the empty man. We find a bottle on a bridge and we blow into it, and three days later you die. Yeah. Uh, am I the only one that was worried that it started to become the ring? Totally thought the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But. I had faith in the movie. Based on the intro to the movie, I had faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, sorry, my mind is just, <laughs> see, right now, even while I'm talking about it, my mind is just going crazy thinking about this movie. There's so much uh, to it. <laughs> I had faith in the movie, and the movie paid off in ways. It becomes something way more than just blowing into a bottle and summoning this otherworldly creature this otherworldly guy it becomes i don't know what man (laughs) like that's the other thing i still don't really comprehend what was happening in that movie i'm with you (laughs) i really am (laughs) right yeah um there was part of me that as soon as it ended i i thought maybe i should go online and see some theories Mm -hmm. as to what people think this movie was really about because you have some concrete elements. You have the the main character played by James Badge Dale, who he was amazing. Yeah, he was great in it. I remember he was in Iron Man 3. He played the henchman bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of a douchebag in that movie. Yeah. In this one, man, he was so good. And I want to see him in more leading roles now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He um, was great. Yeah, but okay, so not to get off topic. Mm-hmm. Um I I I thought about looking up theories on what was going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I thought instead of doing that, let me just let me just wait and talk to Andrew about our theories. And mm-hmm. then maybe tomorrow or after after we record this, we can go read to our hearts content. Nice. But yeah, there's there's 
there's tangible things to grasp onto in this movie. There is the story of this guy who is an ex-cop. He uh, lost his wife and child Mm -hmm. um, in a car accident. He is friends, quote-unquote, with his neighbor (laughs) who also lost her husband Mm -hmm. and has a daughter. And then the daughter is the one who runs away and leaves a cryptic message on her mirror that says, the empty man made me do it. And, yeah, then it just it goes off the rails. Then there's this whole other story about this cult and this 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 place they go to where they're conjuring beings out of nothing with just their thoughts and their words and their their just constant chanting of things they're they're conjuring and you think oh they're conjuring the empty man they're conjuring this being mm-hmm. and then wait no they're not <laughs> they conjured James Badge Dale out of nothing i, I see listeners right now are probably confused yeah oh for sure oh for sure because I was confused, but yeah. in the best way. I loved being confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then by the end of the movie, uh, yeah, in, in fact, I don't even want to talk about too much because I want people to watch this movie over and over again. Right on. It's that type of movie. I yeah. thought it was, yeah, I'm just all over the place, aren't I? No, I. but with this movie, you kind of have to be. <laughs> Like even even the movie itself is all over the place in certain moments where you're like, huh? What? What just happened? Yeah, especially the last thirty minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The last thirty minutes are kind of mind blowing. Yeah. What did you go go? What did, what did you think? What were your thoughts so far? Well, I, so the same thing with you. Um, that first twenty three minutes, I was like, holy moly, this is awesome. And it, I was hooked, like, right away. I was, again, yeah. kind of, I don't want to say exactly everything you said, but we get, like, this really beautiful setting. We get this really creepy uh, moment. Well, not even one. Quite a few creepy moments um, in that beginning setting. And then it ends with a really dark ending. And you're just like, what did I just watch? Because we jump from that to, like you said, present day. And it's like a whole different movie. Yeah. It's like, so one thing that I really loved is like, we got two movies in this one movie, essentially. We got a short film and then we got a full feature length, which was cool. I was like, it's almost, we get like almost this anthology. They tie together, of course, but they are. Very yeah. I, different. I felt the same way. Yeah. So I, I love that. Aspect. And I was, I was. I was waiting with bated breath for the movie to connect what was going on in the bulk of the movie to mm-hmm. what we saw in the intro. Right. Bated breath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, I love it. So, and one thing too, so I listened to, which I recommend um, to anyone listening to this to you oh. as, as well. Uh, and I learned this from Chris Stuckman because I, I watched rewatched his Empty Man or I watched his Empty Man video after this. Um, okay, yeah, I was, did too. I, I I watched. That's the one thing I did watch after I finished the movie. I watched because I I stayed away from his review, mm-hmm. and then I 
almost didn't watch it because I didn't want my review today to be influenced by his thoughts. Right. But Fair. I ended up watching it because his video was also a lot about this movie should be a cult film in the right. future. Yeah. So. Well, and one thing he mentions too is to listen to, there's a, a it's a secret, it's called Secret Handshake. It's a podcast called Secret Handshake. And they, they do an interview with um, David Pride, the director. Um, okay. And talk to him about it. And one thing that he mentions about the first 20 minutes is that was actually, that was a short that he wrote like 10 years ago. And was able to fit it oh, in wow. this movie about a, from Colin Bunn, the writer of the comic from Boom Studios or Boom Comics. And he, he actually met with him and talked to them about it and was like, you know, and put this intro in there because it, it worked with that story, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool to have his own short at the beginning of this whole movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then, like you said, we get into nowadays. And every, like, I was, I'm still confused by it, mind you. Um, there are yeah. things about this movie that I, like you said, I, I don't know if I'll ever understand. And I don't know if that's because I just, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot to this movie. Well, I, I think, I think part of the movie is supposed to be like that. I think mm. it's supposed to be ambiguous. I think it's meant for people to watch it and to actually watch it more than once. Right. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch this movie again. Yeah. And I think you're meant to do that. I think it's one of those movies that the director wants people to talk about online mm -hmm. and wants people to try and figure out, you know, what's real, what's not real, what's totally. actually going on. Is is everything that happened near the end of the movie a product of this empty man creature? Um, and the three days that comes after blowing in a bottle, is that the story or is the story more that he's becoming this conduit for people to reach a higher plane and they, mm -hmm. they reach this higher plane through him now instead of who they were reaching for before, because that was, that was something that was kind of talked about. There was. Basically, the the skeleton in Bhutan mm -hmm. was supposedly 500 years. That was the conduit. Right. But it was hidden. It was hidden in this place. And then this this hiker with his, you know, best friend and their girlfriends or wives, it's not really clear. Right. But he finds this skeleton by accident by falling in this hole. And the skeleton seemingly passes on the conduit to him right and now this guy's the conduit until they realize that this guy's not going to last forever and they need a new one and they bring james badge dale into being supposedly mm -hmm. and that's i think that's where the confusion is is like did they is james badge dale a real person or did they bring right. him into being and that's and, oh man yeah. i love i love that me, yeah, it's it's great, but it is. I agree. It's one you have to watch again because it is. It's confusing, um, and like in like like we said, there's not you, there's not a definitive answer. You don't, and anyone that does watch this, like it, you you're not gonna have like closure. I feel like in that way of like, okay, you know, it's 
we started with ABC and it ends with XYZ. This one we start with ABC and we're ending with every other letter in the alphabet. There's yeah, it's so ambiguous. You don't have like a, a solid ending of and they lived happily ever after or you know I mean there's it's <laughs> like like many it's like hey it's do. like hey <laughs> hey here's X Y Z psych nope sorry that was just P yeah <laughs> and now I got a P just kidding I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know why P was the letter I brought out, but I like it though. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> <laughs> but this 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 podcast is brought to you by the letter P. Nom nom nom. Um, <laughs> was that Cookie Monster? Was, was that Cookie Monster? Yeah, it was my Cookie Monster. Nom nom nom. Amazing. <laughs> I thought I thought I was talking to Jim Henson. <laughs> Maybe I'm well. No, <laughs> I was say. never mind. I got maybe uh, <laughs> maybe I, nah, nah, nah. we chanted and we brought Jim Henson That's into being. We're on the same page, man. Okay, back to the empty man. Back to the empty man. Um, what were so? I guess, like we said, there's so much to this movie. It's hard to cover like every detail and in, in you know the amount that we have. Yeah. Um, but what were some things that I guess kind of stuck out to you? Was there any like scenes or any moments or, um, anything? Uh, there's, really... there's a bunch of things. Yeah. There's a bunch of things. Um, first of all, I, you know, I always love to see some actors that were in other movies that I love mm-hmm. and, you know, so the kids that blow into the bottle in the present day right. after the opening title. There's a couple of them that were awesome to see in a movie again. Um, there was, uh, let's see, Joel Courtney. He played Brandon, and he, if you remember, was in Super Eight. Oh, whoa! Did you, did you ever see Super Eight? I love Super Eight. That, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I me guess too. I didn't even think uh, there were kids back then. Now they would be about this age. Oh, yeah, he weird. was the main kid, Joe. He was awesome. That's cool. And then, of course. One of the other kids that uh, only has a few lines before they all die yeah. um, is Owen Teague. Owen Teague, who I love now. He played um, Patrick Hockstetter in It, and he played uh, Harold oh. Lauder in The Stand. So he's been into Stephen King things recently. I knew I knew him past few somewhere. years. Okay. Good. Yeah. It was it. So that was really cool to see him. Sweet. It. Yeah. It was it. It was it. It was it. It was it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was cool to see. Uh, Man, I love the scene where James Badgedale. Okay, his name is James in the movie. Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's James. It's James both times. Okay. Yes. Uh. I love the part where he's on the bridge and he yeah. finds oh the sewer and he goes down and he sees all the kids hanging. Oh, and I was, just, ugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of little dark things in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then, oh my goodness. I know. What oh my goodness. Thinking, but go ahead. You know what I'm thinking. I know. It. Say it though. Just say one. Say one word to let me know that you know what I'm thinking. Running. That. Th- is that, <laughs> that not it? the word I was looking for? What? Well, then maybe we're thinking. I'm thinking. Of, okay, what? You tell me. What's what? You tell me the scene. 
camp. Okay, yeah. Okay. But they Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Running. <laughs> I mean people run all the time. Fair enough. Oh, like okay. I was, I was looking for something more specific like Yes. Okay. So the no. camp scene. Yeah. With the with the teddy bear. Yes. Oh my god. And yeah, so the scene where James goes to this camp on the word of another character and he ends up okay things happen that i would not do yeah things happen that i would not do if i was him he's in a abandoned seemingly abandoned camp and he finds old videotapes and he sits down and watches them with a creepy teddy bear behind him yes i'm sitting there thinking i would be scared out of my wits i would not be sitting there in that abandoned camp yep with a creepy teddy bear watching these weird videos <laughs> yeah. that are really freaky. At the headquarters of like a cult. A cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, and then he goes and he sees all of them running around the fire. And, and then there's that moment. That moment where he starts to leave and they seemingly see him and... Yeah, it was really well done. It was a great scene. When they start chasing after him. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say one of my few faults with this movie. Oh, yes, please. One of the things that did stick out to me, Mm -hmm. because that was a wonderful scene. It was, in my opinion, probably the best scene in the movie. The best sequence. Yeah. But it includes a horror movie trope that I felt like this movie was above using. Okay. And that is when he he's running through the woods, the all these like cult kids are after him mm-hmm. and he gets to his car and when he gets in, what happens? Right away the car doesn't start immediately. Right. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Like that scene was good enough. The car could have started right away and the scene would not have lost a single thing. Right. Yep. But You're they had to do the horror movie trope where the car doesn't start. Yeah. You know, point. Yeah. granted, it didn't last that long before the car did start. Right. But still, no, I get that. But yeah. Yep. Very cliche. Um, very cliche. Yeah. I don't know. There's things that I don't know how I feel yet. I'm still yeah. pondering. Like yeah. the, the ambiguity of the movie or the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Ambiguity. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> the ambiguity of the movie. I really, I love that in a movie, but I'm still deciding if the movie uh, presented it well. Good. And yep. I think I'll be able to tell that on future viewings. Right on. See, and I'm, I'm with you on what that. What about you? Yeah, no, go I, for it. I feel the same way where, one thing I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm an old fashioned guy. So I really like my movie to end a lot of times where I don't have to do the work. They do it for me. Um, like, not always, but a lot of times I'm like, I just tell me how this ends. Like, let me know. Um, cause I came here just to enjoy. Uh, and this was one of those ones where I was a little, I would I would say not disappointed but just kind of bummed that I didn't have that closure at the end. And again, I get it like it is one that you should watch again to and 
and have these kind of conversations, which I'm all about. I think that's so fun and, and to talk to people and get their ideas as well. But sometimes, like, especially with this movie where I was so invested in this guy, um, cause you really do get invested in this character. And then I felt like yeah. just being on his journey with him, going through all the stuff that he went through, to not have like almost a definitive ending for him. I don't know. I was just kind of bummed. Like, oh, I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But again, like, and I understand that completely. Yeah. So that's that. That was my gripe, I guess, with it. It's a great movie. It's super fun. Um, but that would be my, the ending was the one that I went, shoot, I just wanted to know what happened. See, and I think that comes down to what type of a person you are when it comes to movies like this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great because it shows that you and I do have a different outlook on how movies should end or what we enjoy in a movie's mm-hmm. ending. Uh, I love ambiguous endings. Mm-hmm. Um not to spoil anything for the one or two people that have never seen it, but I remember when I was 11 years old and everybody talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. And <laughs> yep. the whole question at the end of the movie, you don't think of Nightmare on Elm Street as an ambiguous movie. Right. But at that time, all my friends were talking about, was it really all a dream? Mm. Did all of it really happen? Because everything seems like everything's going clear cut. And then at the end of the movie, you have the final scene of Nightmare on Elm Street. And it it left people thinking, did it all happen? Was it really a dream? So I like endings like that. I like endings that make me think. But I do completely understand people that need a more definitive answer to a movie. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people probably are feeling that way about The Empty Man, will feel that way about The Empty Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And again, you know, if you, you know, if anyone's listening to this that is that same way, I still highly recommend this movie. I would just say if if you are that type of person, you know, and if you are watching or listening to this and haven't seen it yet, um, we spoiled some for you. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch it and, if you, and you know that going in, I think you might even enjoy it more so you don't have that um, hope of we're gonna get that definitive ending. If you know it going in, I think you'll you'll enjoy it more. I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you're if if, if it, there's people there's people very unlike myself who are okay with spoilers. Right. Right. Yeah. They actually like to hear what a movie is all about before they see it, and I'm not that type of person. But uh, I accept that there are people that that are not like me. <laughs> Everybody's got to be like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no dancing in this town. But no, I actually like honestly I love I love that there's people that have different views on these types of things. As long as everybody I'm not going to get on a soapbox here, but as right. long as everybody respects different points of view, yeah. uh like today I read a tweet of a girl saying that her favorite Halloween movie was Rob Zombie's Halloween. Hey, okay. And you know, there were some comments. What are you thinking? Yeah. Are you crazy? But then, for the most part, it was very nice to see some genuine comments that said, hey, I respect your opinion, even if I don't agree with it. It's yep. great. I'm glad that you're so passionate about this movie. So, I love that. I love that 
there's people like you that need more of a definitive ending mm-hmm. and won't like that aspect of the empty man. Right. And and I love that you're okay with the ambiguity. Yes. I, I love I love you. I love you. Gal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh, I will say what this. Was I about to say I don't know. I gotta yeah, throw, I gotta it, throw it. this shout out there. Um, Do so it. In the I movie, love shout outs. In the movie, um, <laughs> we see okay. So the 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 girl that meets with James uh, and kind of tells him right at the beginning the the neighbor girl that leaves the daughter the, the daughter that leaves the yeah the daughter message. she um. And whose dad died. We see a picture of the dad every once in a while. To me, this was very cool because the picture is of a gentleman named Eric Lang, who I knew when I lived in LA. So I saw his picture oh. and I was like, hey, Eric Lang, I love that guy. He's a great actor, a very, very kind human being. Um, so I was excited to see that. And then, you know, he wasn't in the movie. We just saw his picture and I was like, oh, I would have loved to see more. Cut to... Uh, wow. If you, before the director of this made um, Empty Man, he made a short movie, a short film, excuse me, a while back called AM1200, which is free on YouTube and Vimeo. Um, you can hop on there and watch it. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't say anything about it. Um, but it's sort of almost, it sounds like what got him the Empty Man movie. But the main actor in it is Eric Ling. Which I was like, ah, that's a nice little shout out, you know, kind of a callback to the movie that sort of started, that was able to get him this movie, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, look at that. So there's a little, that's very little cool. fun fact for you, but yeah, Eric Lang, look him up. Great guy. <laughs> I love that. Um, one little tiny thing that stood out to me, uh-huh. I am a huge Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, right being on. A, a, being, I was in my uh, late teens and early 20s and the early 90s so i was part of the whole grunge thing but yeah pearl jam is my favorite band in the entire world and when uh james is flipping through the daughter's diary Mm -hmm. after she disappears one of the pages is the lyrics to daughter by pearl jam (laughs) cool so and in a roundabout way that also makes me think of another thing i loved about the movie yeah is all the symbolism in the movie, like all the bridges, like right. a, the bridge. The bridge was not just the tangible thing where you summon Empty Man. The bridge served as a metaphor for everything. Like there's the bridge at the beginning of the movie. When we first see James, he's on a bridge. Mm-hmm. The Empty Man is summoned on a bridge. There's bridges all over this movie, and that's kind of what the movie is about it's about the bridge between us and a higher plane right and that's what the cultists are trying to achieve is this conduit between us and the higher plane and that's what bridges signify and then i love i love other little things there's other little symbolism but the one that stood out to me because you know i felt smart for noticing it (laughs) is when james goes to the hospital later Uh near the end of the movie and he's talking to the nurse at the reception desk and he st- he sits there and the camera pans down and makes a note of his fingers his hands which are like kind of his fingers are are pushed together in a certain way 
and I I sat there and I said, oh, that's the same way the skeleton's fingers were at the beginning of the movie. Good call, man. I did not catch that. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, sometimes you feel a little smart when you watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt smart in that moment. It was really cool. Oh, Um, beautiful. Yeah. Um, So the last thing I want to mention is the music. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, the music was interesting. I I liked it. But there's – I felt like there was – I didn't know while I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who composed the score. Oh, And okay. you know me. I'm big into movie scores. Yes. Oh, yes. I love soundtracks. Um, and – but I noticed that there was a duality to the score. There was parts that where it was – it just sounded like atmospheric electronic music. Mm-hmm. And then there were moments like, especially near the end of the movie where it becomes more grand and there's actually, right. yeah, like a lot of instruments and stuff. And it turns out that there were two composers in this movie. Oh, and funny. one of them, one of them is Christopher Young, who has, I for some reason, his name just keeps popping up lately in my life hmm. uh he did hellraiser he did pet cemetery oh, sweet he's done so many movies and oh he did one of uh i think he did nightmare on elm street 2 oh right on. which i think is a beautiful score no matter what people think of the movie it's a beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful score but then the other composer on the empty man is an artist named lust mord lust mord L-U-S-T-M-O-R-D. Lust Mord. Interesting. He is <laughs> he's somebody I'd never heard of. Turns out he's like a very uh he's an experimental avant-garde, maybe electronics music composer. He's he's done music on countless, countless scores. He's he's contributed. Um so I really did like the score at the end of the movie. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but by the end of the movie, I really liked it. Yeah. I, in all honesty, um, hearing you talk about it, you're right. It does, it, that movie, the movie is a crescendo. The whole thing is. Um, and the music kind mm-hmm. of does that yeah. same thing. And so, I didn't even think of that, really. You get not much music at the beginning at all. Um, or like I mean, you it's, said, there. You get, it's there. The music, it's there. Yeah. It's subtle. It's, it's not, atmospheric. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right. Towards the end, we get we get it all. Um, yeah, and during the end credits, the music is just gorgeous. Yeah. That's a good point, man. I didn't even think of that. Huh. Yeah, I really... This is another Well, I mean, one. that's that's me, though. I, I When I watch a movie, I listen to the music. Like, mm-hmm. I love movie scores. I collect movie scores. And so that's 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 something that... Some people may not listen as closely to, but I always make it a point to listen to the music. So every episode, I'm going to talk about the music in the movies that we watch. And every episode, I'm probably going to learn something about the music from you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I do absolutely love that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, But this past week, we talked on the phone and we decided that there's a couple of things we definitely want to mention. Yes. Uh, 
kind of at the end of our discussions and two things that we feel like we should always touch on with mm-hmm. horror films. So number one, gore. Yes. How gory was this movie? In compared to lots of movies in this genre, it was not very gory. I don't think um, there there's moments for sure. Uh, the their bathroom scene was pretty gory. Um, the spa. Yeah, or sorry, yeah, the spa, or yeah, the ice, or not yeah. even ice, but whatever it is, <laughs> stick to the face. Um, that was gory. <laughs> we get yes. I, <laughs> what what yeah. were you gonna say? I feel like, I well, I just feel like the gore is more implied in many many moments. Yes. Where, I mean, there's definitely blood. Uh, oh, yeah, like you right. said, that spa scene. Mm-hmm. There's blood. Yeah. Uh, it's but it's more violent than it is bloody. Right. Correct. And it's disturbing as hell. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah that that scene in particular. Uh, and then there's that. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, uh, the gunshot. You know, there's right. Yeah. There's there's a bit of blood there, but mm-hmm. again, like the movie struck me in its moments as more violent than gory. Right. Yep. I agree. Yep. Not as much gore um, as, as I've seen before, for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, the second thing we want to talk, Andrew. Yes. Uh, did this movie scare you? It's a good question. I I would say no. It didn't scare me. This one was more, to me, uh, more thought-provoking than, than scary. So I didn't walk out going, oh my gosh, you know, that was... Horrifying. There are moments where I was, I was like, "Oh, something's coming. Something's gonna happen." And that that's scary to me. But I would say overall, it was more. Mm, it wasn't scary to me. It was just made me think. It was more a thriller, I guess, or more a almost like a psychological thriller. Um, so I don't know if yeah. I was scared. What about you? Uh, I pretty much agree with that. There were some moments mm-hmm. that I thought were very creepy, like the the entire camp scene. Yeah. Uh and the the people I love okay, the beginning mm-hmm. when she walks out of the cabin oh, yeah. and the the quote unquote empty man is standing through the snow. Mm-hmm. And there's that thing that they revisit during the camp scene where as she steps backwards, the empty man shuffles forward. Right. And Good. but then stops. And it's like every time she tries to retreat, the empty man copies her until he just starts running at her and you're like oh no (laughs) and it's the same thing with the camp scene like but it's even more in a way terrifying because it's a whole group of people that you can't see that you don't know who they are and -hmm. they just all step forward at once as he's stepping backwards good point of course i love his reaction to all that too he's (laughs) like oh hell no yeah and then he just runs (laughs) um which we all want people in horror movies to do right yeah just run. Yeah, get out of there. And he does. So Yeah. So I think that there were Oh, when he wakes up at night. Ooh, yeah, that one was I creepy. think I think for me, my own personal level of fear mm-hmm. and what what scares me, I think that was probably the scariest for me. Because waking up, hearing noises in your house, closing right. the door and grabbing the bat and then seeing a shadow under the door. Mhm. Yes. 
but then now this is another thing about the movie and how how the scares affected me. Mm-hmm. He opens his bedroom door. There's nobody there, but his front door is open. Right. And he goes outside. But then he's just he's just kind of okay after that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, <laughs> like I would not be okay if yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah. I would be on the I'd phone. I'd be like with the no. Police. I would be <laughs> Running to Huddled my into crying. a ball in the corner of my bedroom, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crying, making Molotov cocktails Mommy. in the kitchen. I mean, just getting ready. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think there are some definite creepy moments in mm-hmm. the movie, uh, but after it was over, it didn't really scare me. Okay. Yep, I'm with you. I yeah. Think oh. I okay. One last little story though. Yeah, please. <laughs> Because while I say it didn't scare me after it was over, yeah. it did leave me with, with a feeling. And Ooh, okay. so I'm sitting on my couch, and one of my cats, I have two cats, mm-hmm. one, of, one of them is sitting on my record player in front of me near the TV. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear a meow from the kitchen. Andrew, there was no cat in my kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. So for a little bit, I was a little freaked out because suddenly my second cat comes out of my bedroom the entire opposite direction. Oh, my gosh. And I just stood up, and I wasn't really that scared, but I was like, what the hell? Where was that meow? Where did it come from? (laughs) And I opened my door, and it turns out one of the stray cats from the neighborhood was on our top step. And... Looking for food. And that was probably the cat I heard, although I've never heard that cat, that stray cat, uh, sound like that. So it was still a little creepy. But in a way, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the creepiness of it. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. (laughs) Brilliant. I think that's a perfect way to have that movie end for you. Perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) The Empty Man. The Empty Man. So, I guess then, since uh, you picked Empty Man last week, it is now my turn to pick the movie yeah. for this week. Which actually, okay, so this is, this one's tough. Because I have a few, obviously, I have my list. Oh. Um, well, I mean, I, I, like I always tough. have my list. However, this one is one that I've I've wanted to see. It is a horror movie, and it's on Shudder. Um, so it's, it's considered horror, but part of me is wondering. It is, it is a Disney movie and it's on Disney plus. (laughs) It's scary for some. Uh, (laughs) if you're four, if you're four, this is for you. Please listen to our podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) But I don't know. Like I said, I've never seen this, so I don't know much about it, but I'm wondering if it's more a thriller than a horror. But, I mean, again, it's on Shudder, which is a, you know, a streaming service for horror fans. It's horror, horror movies and shows. That's true. But I will say Shudder does have some other movies besides horror movies. Exactly. Most of them are horror, but some of them kind of are not. Yep. So that's, that's okay. My, Go so, for it. Well, this one, like I said, I saw the trailer. <clears throat> excuse me. I saw the trailer, I don't know, a while back. And I went, ooh, that looks intriguing that looks um like it could be a an edgier seat kind of movie in the horror genre um so again 
Here we go. All right. So my pick for this week <laughs> is a Shutter movie, yeah. or it's a movie on Shutter called The Boy <laughs> Behind the Door. Have you the heard of boy this? behind the door. The boy behind I, the door. I I think I've seen just like you. I think I've seen the name of it on Shutter. Okay. That's, how how recent is this movie? Uh, like just came out. Like uh, okay, a few months ago maybe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's new. So that I mean, it, and that's another thing is you know if we spoil this, it's a, this is a brand new or very new movie. I don't know. What, what yeah. Are you, are you good with this? I want to know. Well, of course I'm good with all this. All right, all right. I don't, I don't know. I'm good. I'm excited. I've never seen it, so yeah. I'm excited. Okay, great. <laughs> so this is another one that neither you nor I have seen. Yes. So this will be, this will be fun. And I'm going to guess that a lot of people out there haven't seen it either. Mm-hmm. That's my guess, too. The Boy Behind the Door. The Boy Behind the Door. Yeah. I okay. wonder why he's behind the door. Well, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> don't read any spoilers <laughs> i'm kidding i know you <laughs> i won't i'm gonna again like empty man i'm gonna go in blind i'm not gonna watch anything cool okay good in fact when i when i turn it on on shutter i'm not even gonna look at the little like blurb about what the movie's about good okay yeah the I'm, boy behind the door the boy behind the door that is my pick for this week. So anyone that is listening, <laughs> if you have or have not seen it, you know, please watch. We'd love to have you watch so that we can uh, discuss it and you can hear hear some thoughts on it. I think that's about it. Cool. Um, I just want to remind people to uh, to uh, write in if you want. We are fun with horror podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to write in if you have any requests of movies you'd like to hear us talk about. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions or if you just want to say hello, just write in, say hello. Love we love it. Yeah. Um, we definitely would. We are on Instagram and we are on Twitter. Just look for uh, fun with horror. Just do a search. We are there. You'll see the, our little, uh, Freddie holding the Sam lollipop icon. Um, we are on Spotify. In fact, we have a playlist that I'd like to promote right now. Yes, please. that we have made. It's it's well over six hours long. This playlist <laughs> and it's just made up of nothing but music from horror movies. And it's it's not the entire score to every horror movie, but it's selections that. We really like, and I started it. Andrew and I have collaborated on it, and it's it's a lot of fun to listen to, and takes up a lot of your time if you have like six hours to kill. Yeah, <laughs> and we're constantly adding to it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. It's it's a it's perfect for work if you just need some some music, some background music while you're doing your work. It's awesome. It gets the mood, gets you ready for for Halloween time. <laughs> Halloween time. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um one thing while listening to this music, it's 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 just the same feeling I get when I watch horror movies. Like I just mm -hmm. feel so warm. You know, it's like it's like coming home when you listen to these <laughs> themes. It's so weird because they're supposed to be scary. They're supposed to make you uneasy, but they don't. They make me feel happy and they make me 
excited that that it's the very end of August, which means we only have one more month till October, and that's Halloween month. And I think I think I'll talk about how I like to celebrate Halloween month in my own way. So Ooh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you'll have things to say about that as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. This is this is a blast. We would again we'd love to hear from you. We love doing this. This is just a highlight yeah. of my week for sure. Yep, I continue and this this episode was way like I knew this episode would be fun to record and talk about, but it was even more fun than I thought it would be. Agreed. Agreed. So I can't wait till next week, man. Me too. Andrew, have a good rest of your day. Have a good week. You as well. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you. Talk to you later.